Episode 65, Need a Vacation? Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we relearn how to lose weight so you can reach your goal weight with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the busy moms who've tried it all. If you're tired of endless dieting, a tired mom, and ready to learn what works, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzant. Let's get this lesson started. Hello there, ladies pretty cold here in Kansas right now. Although we're getting these beautiful days that are like 50s and 60s. And I feel like now I like look for the weather, which is so funny because I used to think that like old people did that, right? Has anybody reached that point in your life where you're like, I used to like not care at all. And now you watch your children go out in like shorts and you're like, it's 20 degrees out. And then you're looking at the weather and you're like, it's 50 today. I'm getting outside, right? I literally at our house in the mornings, we have a thing where we ask Alexa, what time is it? And what's the weather today (laughs) before we even get out of bed? So I have been loving those days where you can get outside and do something nice, which has me thinking about also with spring break coming up, vacations. Do I need a vacation? And I want to share with you that we were coaching on this last week, and it really brought up something that resonated with me, and I think it will for you, because I have a sign that used to hang outside of my exam room, one of my exam rooms that I hung it, that said, She created a life she doesn't need a vacation from. How true of a desire is that for all of us? And I think it's so funny that I decided to hang that outside my exam room door because for me, for years, my husband would say, you just love vacations way more than I do. And when we come back from vacation, it kind of feels like you go into a minor depression. And he was probably right. I literally probably did. There were different variations of that through the years, whether it was work, whether it was kids, whether it was my schedule. There were different variations of why I would be down when we came back from vacation. But I certainly recognized a trend in myself, and I think you all will relate to it, of coming back from vacation a little disappointed with my life right? Kind of like that was the best version of life. And now I'm back to reality. And so I spent so much time building up in my mind how amazing vacations were. It would literally be the next thing I needed. I always needed a vacation, even if it was a small one in my future to be able to get through my daily life and have something to look forward to. And I think many of us tell ourselves that, right? I need a vacation from life to love my life. And the life coach in me has recognized this and changed that on such a level now that I literally could work from anywhere at this point. And most of the time, I don't really even think I need a vacation. Like, I don't even want necessarily to go on a vacation anymore, which is bizarre. I mean, I wish I could explain to you how big of a deal that was for me historically, the vacation idea. And I have a lady in one of my coaching groups right now, we coached on this this last week, who had the most interesting thing 
And it made me think about it a little bit differently. She's in a place where her family has stepped into a lot more freedom, right? She had kids that were at home that she was helping raise. Her husband had a, you know, a lot of obligations with his job. She was supporting him in that. She was working a little bit. And now they've kind of come into this space of their life with so much freedom. And what she said was, all I can think of that I want is a vacation. But on the back end, it's kind of like, I'm taking away from my family, like I'm escaping with everything I want for my life right now. And I said, absolutely, because your life hasn't become the kind of life you don't need a vacation from. I want you all to take a minute and think of the impact on your life of creating a life you don't need a vacation from, where the vacation just becomes about a change in scenery, like maybe when it's cold outside wanting to go somewhere warm, The vacation becomes about seeing something you want to see, but not about escaping your life and building yourself up for the tolerance of the life you've created. That's the goal. We all actually want the life we don't need a vacation from, but the life on vacation starts to represent that to us. So we're like, I can experience that life on vacation, but not when I come back home. And so I'm going to share with you guys three ways to make tiny changes to start seeing this show up in your life. I want you to ask yourself first, for me, and this may come and go for you guys. As I said earlier, I think at different times in my life, it was different stories that were driving that idea that I needed a vacation. But I'm going to lump it into, is it mainly your work? Is it mainly your home life? Or is it mainly relationships in your life? Now, I recognize that there could be overlap there right? It could be a relationship at work with someone that you want to get away from. But let's kind of just look at those as broad categories. And I want you to take a moment and ask yourself, if you're saying I need a vacation, is it first about like the weather or something you want to see? Or is it about escaping your life? If it's about escaping your life, what part of your life is driving you right now mostly? What's the biggest impact on you wanting to escape it? Answer that question for yourself right now. And then I'm going to give you some examples of how this might show up for you. And the work that I did to change the story of needing a vacation to basically be able to deal with my life. So let's start with work first, if work was your story. Many times work is our story. I just left one of our local offices. I live in a small town. We have a couple local offices, but I don't want to name it just in case. And when you live in a small town, you kind of get to know these people, right? And the person there and I were having a big discussion about the fact that she just got back from vacation and how she comes back from vacation, has all these things she has to make up. Everything goes wrong while she's gone. She feels like she has no backing. She feels like there's no repercussions. She has to make up for it because she feels like she's the advocate for her customers. And I looked at her and I said, well, that used to be my life. How many of us feel like that's the story? I've got to get away from all of these problems at work. And a vacation sounds amazing, but also I know when I come back, the problems will still be there. If that is your story, I'm going to share with you guys just one main thought change I want you to make in each of these areas. I want you to tell yourself, I own what I can and not what I can't. I own what I can and not what I can't. So let me give you this specific example. For the local employee that I was discussing this with, she was owning how her clients were taken care of while she was gone. She can't own that. She was owning what her boss was doing when she came back. 
she can't own that. What she can own is how she shows up at her job and how she shows up at the best level for that. And I want you to consider what that looks like for you, for each and every one of you, because so often we think it's preventing a feeling in another person. Here's what I mean. She thinks she's doing the best thing for her clients and her customers. But the truth is what she's doing when they come in after mistakes are made and she gets frustrated with them and gets all worked up and all of those things, what she's truly doing is trying to minimize them feeling a feeling that she's uncomfortable feeling. Now, I know this is high level work, but just hear me out, okay? So here's what that looks like. The customer comes in, something happened while she was gone. They're like, I'm so mad, I am so frustrated. And she's like, now I'm so mad and I'm so frustrated and everybody's mad and frustrated because she's gonna own that result for them. But she doesn't have the power to change any of it other than to report what happened. And they can do that. And the interesting thing is then it changes how we show up in our job. So think about when you're mad and frustrated after a vacation or in need of a vacation and start doing your job. Do you do it at the best, most logical level? No, you're all worked up. You're probably more likely to make mistakes. We always think of this as a classic adage of the surgeons who would like yell at the staff in surgery. And you're like, you don't ever get their best work. So they're gonna make more mistakes, you're gonna get more mad, and you're gonna have more mistakes in your surgeries occurring. When we own what we can and let go of what we can't, we actually show up differently. And we stop creating in the system spaces where people can't own their own results. What she's the most frustrated with is these people aren't owning the results of their jobs but instead she's bringing herself into it, into the frustration and taking ownership of the result. I think it's an American thing, especially for those of us, for my ladies here who are my perfectionist people pleasers, right? We go above and beyond. We wanna help everybody. We wanna advocate for everybody. And I'm not saying don't do that, but what I'm saying is when you ground yourself in how you do that, you're likely going to actually create better results even in the system. I've shared on the podcast before that I was in a few different practices and they all were a little different. And at the time, I would always tell you that it happened to me. But what I learned as I discovered coaching, looked back on it, was that I created it. When I went from one practice to the next, I wanted to make up for that error from the previous practice. So I went way the other extreme. I was at a small practice, individually owned, where the boss was the boss was the boss. And I was not that person. So I went to my next practice where it was a hospital owned practice. And I was like, I'm going to be the boss. The boss is the boss is the boss. But I was up against a huge hospital system. They had their benefits, but I didn't see them because I was too busy fighting them, trying to be the boss of something I wasn't the boss of. Instead of learning to work in the system and to own at the highest level what I could and let go of what I couldn't, I was owning the wrong things. And in the end, it ended up with everybody being frustrated. We all were frustrated there. So for those of you who need a vacation from your job, I want you to stop right now and ask yourself, what are the things that are frustrating me? What can I control and what can't I control? What can I own and what can't I own? And make that list, ladies. And when you wanna get in frustration, check that list because that's the first step in changing your job to being something that you can enjoy and you don't need a vacation from. Own what you can and not what you can't. 
And this is the trend of all of this for life, ladies. But let's move on to home life, right? Your home, managing your home. Many of us work, we've got a home to manage, we've got relationships to manage, and we feel torn in between, we're exhausted. So sometimes vacation looks like escaping that, escaping all of those things that weigh heavy on us, the things that we tell ourselves we have to do. I used to be a person who literally had, one of my friends used to jokingly tell me that my house looked like a model home every day. It was probably like it. I couldn't rest unless it looked that perfect. I wanted my daughter to be involved in everything. I wanted this very beautiful picture from the outside. And that included all the things at home while I was literally in residency doing 30 hour shifts at the hospital. It was high pressure. No wonder I told myself I needed a vacation from that, right? It's not surprising at all. So for those of you who your biggest impact that you need a vacation, and I think more often what you're gonna hear yourself say in this is I've gotta get away to take a vacation. The idea of a staycation sounds like torture because you're like, I can't shut my brain off from the to-do list I have at home. There's no such thing as a staycation. Been there, right? You're like, I'll get all these things picked up. But wait, it wasn't even a vacation, but I did get a few things off my to-do list. That's what it looks like if you're in that space. So you tell yourself, I did this a lot. I've got to get away. I need to go somewhere beautiful and tropical because I can't do a to-do list. Although you might try to do it with your hotel room, if you're like me. You're a person who loves unpacking your bags at the hotel and then like cleaning it up every morning before the cleaning person comes. Not that I've been there personally. It's out of control. So you may do that on some level, but it doesn't feel as overwhelming. The list can't be as long. It's pretty quickly fixed, right? Here's the thought I want you to practice. I can't be perfect. It's time I stop chasing it and focus on what matters most. We have a new tool in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss called Expectation Positioning Systems. Because if you're like me, and you expect everything to be perfect in order to be able to tell yourself you're good enough, you will continuously be chasing the next answer and never think you're good enough. Expectations are just thoughts, beliefs that we have. We can shift those to be proud and amazed of the things we do and experience life so differently because anything can be amazing instead of everything not good enough. I spent years in the everything I do is not good enough. It's just an expectation shift, ladies. But it will change the way you experience your life. I want you to consider from the outside, you likely could see that, you know what? She was like becoming a doctor. She was a single mom. She had a house that was put together. How on earth did that occur, right? That's amazing. But my experience of it was always, you're failing, you're failing, you're failing, you're failing, you're failing. And when's somebody gonna show you that you failed? And the fact that people didn't, didn't matter. I thought it. Other people would be like, where did you get the fortitude? How are you so strong? I'm like, I'm terrified of failing every single moment of my day. And when I'm at work, I'm telling myself I'm failing at home. And when I'm at home, I'm telling myself I'm failing at work. Because there's always somebody doing more of it than me. What a horrible expectation from yourself. And I would have told you, I would tell people all the time. My husband always says still to this day, why are you so hard on yourself? You're so hard on yourself. I put a post up a few days ago about National Women Physicians Day and how proud I am of the women that I consider my peers and my comrades and how they, they're human, but they have superhuman strength to be able to not show emotion and learn how to control emotion in the times when we 
naturally have the most emotion. Like that's superhuman strength. But the funniest thing is I got replies back on, thank you for everything you do. You're amazing, you're inspiring. And I'm like, oh, cause in my mind, I don't even know that I'm like one of them anymore because so much of what I do is coaching. And in my mind, it was like, oh no, you're not that person. That wasn't about you. That was about everybody else. And then I got a little weird. I got a little awkward. Cause so I was like, oh, my expectations were off. People actually still see me in the light of all the things that I've earned. But I'm like, oh, but maybe you're failing at that part again. It's the plight and it is the Achilles heel of the perfectionist, ladies. Change your expectations to say, I can't be perfect, so I'm no longer chasing it. I'm going to be present and love what I'm doing and be proud of myself no matter what. And all of a sudden your home doesn't have to be so perfect. I cleaned my house yesterday while my daughter was outside playing with her dad. And literally within 20 minutes, it was like Tornadoville again in her playroom. But the truth is I was sitting watching her play with her toys and I'm like, I don't actually want it any different. In the past, I would have said, oh, my perfect has been messed with. I better fix it. No, I just want to be present in my life. It's more important than the perfectly picked up toys. And the third area I want you to consider is relationships. If you need a break from a relationship, (laughs) been there, been there, done that, especially if you're part of a blended family. I want you to know that when my husband and I went on our honeymoon, we came back to one of our children telling us that they weren't gonna be living with us. The other one unexpectedly moving home full time. Everybody else lived in between, they did. And so we've experienced all the gamut. But I remember when I came back from vacation on our honeymoon, my husband and I looked at each other and I said to him, can we continue this feeling that we're together, that it's us? How do we hold tight to this right now? Because I know circumstances are going to come in and they're going to feel like they get exploded on us. How do we maintain this relationship? And I think for many of us, that is what it feels like on needing a vacation. It's wanting to bond more with the people you love. Maybe shutting down the other voices, shutting down the background noise and hearing that person in a way that's not stressed and hurried and rushed every single day of your life. Can't tell you how many times my husband and I are like, you didn't tell me that. No, I did tell you that. No. And I do it too. I'm not putting this all on him. It's like, you didn't tell me. No, I did tell you. I think I told you. Did I tell you? Oh, I'm going here. It's that rushness. It's that lack of connection that literally we want to take a vacation and make more of it in certain areas of our lives and less of it in other areas, right? We don't want social media. We don't want all that impact. We want to be present for the relationships that matter the most. So I want you to notice first that that's all it is, ladies. You can do that in your daily life. I don't wanna give you anything that takes more time, but I just want you to shift the thought about it, okay? Because I think adding to our schedule, adding to the to-do list isn't the answer. It's prioritizing it in your daily life. It doesn't look like I need 30 minutes. We'll often be like, I need 30 minutes to communicate with my spouse at night. How do I fit that in my schedule? No. It's literally being present in the moment that you're in because you already were hearing it. You just weren't listening to it because you were distracted by other things. So in relationships, I want you to start by the thought that I prioritize the relationships that matter most. I prioritize the relationships that matter most. If that means my husband is standing in front of me and me having to look away from the computer or my screen or the TV and actually looking him in the eyes and listening, I don't need a vacation for that. I can do that. 
I don't need to set aside 45 minutes to do that. I can do that in the moment. There's always time for that. It doesn't need to be a vacation. I want to add a second thought as well for this one because I think oftentimes we tell ourselves we need a vacation from relationships because we're trying to own other people's results. By that I mean, I gotta get away from here. I'm too invested in this. Ugh, have you seen my child's grades? I just need a vacation. How often do we say things like this? Have you heard my spouse? I need a vacation. Do you know my mother? I need a vacation. Have you listened to my coworkers? I need a vacation. So first of all, I want you to recognize the thought that if you're telling yourself that, the first thought is I prioritize the relationships that matter most. If these relationships are bringing a massive amount of negativity to your life, maybe you just need to prioritize them slightly less. You'll find, and I find for many of my ladies through coaching, that you move in certain directions in your life to be around people who are thinking more similar thoughts to you. Because it feels good to be around those people. I'm not telling you you never talk to your mother again, but maybe you don't need to share so much with her or your boss that you have been. Because instead you're getting into that first work relationship where it's like we both are frustrated, so that's what bonds us right? But the second is, I don't own their results and you never will. I know that's hard to understand, especially for moms of children. But when we stop owning other people's results, we stop trying to control them. We let them learn the lessons that they need to learn and let them stand on their own two feet. It's actually true from little children on, ladies. We don't potty train our children. They potty train themselves. They learn to go potty on the toilet. Now we may give them some tools to help, but they have to do it. Same with your high school students' grades. Same with your adult children, even more so. Our job is just to show up by prioritizing the relationships that matter to us, not the result that they're creating. It's in the prioritizing of the relationship that you'll see the shift to not needing a vacation from it or from who we are in it. Ooh, that's a good one. When we're trying to create a result for them, we show up differently. We get a little creepy, a little controlling, a little too invested, a little too much. And they tell us that back. And then we're like, well, I just need a vacation. No, stop trying to own their results and prioritize the relationship. That's all we're here for. If you're a believer in God, we are here to love. Love your neighbor as yourself, yourself too, and your neighbor. We're just here to love. That's all we're called to do. If you're a believer in the energy of the universe, what energy are you giving out then? Just frustration. You're not like giving out positive energy to the universe by trying to control other people and create results for them. And it will change your life, ladies. I want you to have the freedom that I truly experience now. Like I thought when I was in clinic that I would just be doing nothing but traveling. I really did. To me, it was like I could take a vacation whenever I wanted. I could do whatever I want. I could be wherever I want. And the truth is, I love what I do so much now. I don't really want a vacation from it. I might like a change of scenery sometimes. I've worked on my relationships because I've worked on my thoughts about them. I've worked on my perfectionism in my home and in my life. So I don't need a vacation to escape that anymore. It just becomes about whether I want to go somewhere that has warmer weather or a change of scenery. That is the best gift you can give to yourself in this life. Don't undervalue that creating a life you don't need a vacation from. Those simple thought shifts will start that work for you. If you wanna take it a little bit further, I'm gonna give you the last suggestion that I gave to my lady in our coaching group this week, which was to make a list of the 25 things you most want for your life. Most want, not whether you have them or you don't, the 25 things you most want for your life. And look at how many of them you already have. And then go after some of the ones that you want. 
It may or may not be a vacation, truly. It's likely just things you want to bring into your life. You have so much of it in your daily life that you're not recognizing because of these few thought errors that are creating results you don't desire and you tell yourself you need a vacation from. If this speaks to you, leave me a review. Follow me on the podcast. We've got amazing things coming up for you. Have a great week, ladies. If you love today's show, make sure to share it with a mom who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get all of the latest lessons from the School of Weight Loss podcast. Ready to reach that goal weight? Head on over to drmommy.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-M-O-M-E.com to learn more about Weight Loss for Modern American Moms, my virtual weight loss coaching program.